Welcome, everyone, to the first ever episode of the Nerdum 101 podcast. I am your host, Superbeard Vince Hoover, and for those of you who don't know who I am, I am a geek aficionado, self-professed, of course, but I am into all things comic, uh, movies, I'm into wrestling, paranormal, UFOs, cryptozoology, which is Bigfoot, Loch Ness, all that fun stuff. Anything nerdy, anything geeky, we're going to cover it here on this podcast because this podcast is all about you guys. Uh, I want to thank uh, some people for helping me get this going and kind of being the inspiration. Uh, recently, I had some conversations with some old friends on Facebook, uh, namely Jeremy Glover and my old sergeant from the Army, Sergeant Joe Lozano. We were talking about the amazing movie Avengers Infinity War and some theories and ideas and thoughts behind that. And after having a nice lengthy conversation about it, it got me thinking that, you know what, it's about time I get back up on the horse. I have posted a few podcasts before, but it's about time we get back up and start doing this again. Plus, what I want to do is Nerdum 101 is all about a positive take in the realm of geekitude, as you as it were. We have so many sites out there that uh, claim to be for us. They hell, their names are like you know totalnerd.com and you know Screen Geek and stuff like that. There's you know there's comicbook.com, and while these sites are not necessarily bad sites, they do have a tendency to be very clickbaity and very negative. Like to tell you everything that's wrong with your favorite movie, or you know. 25 reasons why this character is actually really lame even though it's your favorite stuff like that it's like all the problems with the mcu and why it's not a good uh, uh movie universe it's it's all i mean heck they've already started posting everything everything wrong with avengers infinity war and oh this screws this up that screws that up and then they have these insane backless theories that kind of just put a damper on us nerds so the whole point of Nerdum.com, you can go to Nerdum.com, Nerdum101.com. You can go there and we'll have articles up as well as this podcast will be seen every week uh, on Wednesday nights. You'll be able to check it out there and you'll be able to see it. Uh, the blog will be up whenever we have a good story or you know just something to talk about. We'll have it up there. By the way, when it comes to Nerdum101.com, I'm always looking for guest blog contributors um, as well as guests for the podcast, people in the industry, people who are just fans, uh, people who have interesting theories on things, people who have knowledge, insider knowledge, and you want to share it, or even you just want to discuss um, upcoming events, upcoming comic books, upcoming movies. Uh, maybe you have a great paranormal story you'd like to share of something that's happened to you or an investigation you were on. Maybe you spotted Bigfoot and you want to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about wrestling. Uh, I'm also a former professional wrestler myself on the indie scene for a few years, uh, which is a lot of fun. Grew up on that um, from the 80s on, have been a big wrestling fan and continue to be so. Uh, as a matter of fact, this Friday I will be going to the NXT Crystal River show. Uh, and we'll have a nice article up on that come Saturday morning about the matches and, and everything that went on there. Um, that's going to be a good time. So that's something else we're going to discuss and talk about. Again, I want to thank my friends and family for getting me back involved in this. And I'm trying to check my notes to make sure we stay on topic here. Alright. So, the main reason this all started came back down from a couple dis different discussions on Avengers Infinity War. A couple different theories were popped up, uh, questions were postulated, and it really got me thinking. So, before we go any further, I do want to say 
Spoilers ahead. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. You still with me? I'll say it again. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There will be spoilers for the movie Avengers Infinity War. If you have not seen it, pause this podcast, go see the movie, then come back. I'll give you a second to pause it. And... Okay, from here on out, we're going to discuss the movie. Talking about Avengers Infinity War. Uh, First off, we're going to talk thoughts on the film before we get into spoilers. There was such an amazing feeling having 10 years uh, cultivated and finally coming to fruition with this movie. Seeing everything that Marvel has built uh, with a cohesive, connected universe. Something that's pretty much unheard of. Um, You don't have anything like that. You don't... The closest you ever got was back in the day when Universal did their monster movies and they kind of sort of tied in. Or you'd see some crossovers, but never was a truly unified universe. Just, oh yeah, this character's here too. We'll we'll bring Dracula and the Wolfman together. Something like that. Um, Speaking of, Universal has tried to redo that with the Dark Universe and that did not really work out for them. But, on the plus side... They do have the ability to kind of revamp that. They've only got one movie in, so they're not kind of stuck. Um, DC's having issues with theirs. Uh, that comes a little bit more from, I think, the top brass down. Uh, you either got to let bring in the right people or let the people you bring in do their thing. Like, you brought them in for a reason, so let them do their thing. Don't micromanage it too much. I understand there's some micromanagement because you got to make sure everything connects, but also don't look to another universe and try to distance yourself so much by doing just the exact opposite. You know, learn, be inspired, learn from the best of what the MCU has done, and, and take from that and emulate the best object while bringing in your own stuff. So, little toss out there to Warner Brothers that, you know, there's the thing is that the extended universe for DC is not dead, necessarily. There's a chance of... of Making it work. Justice League wasn't that bad. I've actually watched it several times. It's not that bad. Um, Personally, I'm not a fan of The Flash. Uh, I think there's a lot wrong with that character. Um, He was funny. He was great. He just wasn't The Flash. Barry Allen was never that clumsy. He was never that scared. Uh, He was always about running towards danger. Not running away from it. So, uh, there's just a lot there that, you know. I thought all the other characters were nailed. I'm really looking forward to Aquaman coming out. I think Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Although I don't see him doing it much more. He may got one more film in him. But I don't see it happening much more. But back to Avengers Infinity War. Back to what was the culmination of 10 years of the MCU. And the big bad of Thanos finally coming into being a villain. And and getting to see him work. And man if that movie didn't start out just one big heartache after another. So, for those of you unaware, if you have seen the film but maybe didn't follow the movies prior, you just went and saw it like it was a big film, it is, by the way, the highest grossing film opening of all time. Opening weekend made a buttload of money and is the top grossing opening weekend of all time. Um, Disney now has nine of the ten top grossing opening weekends of all time. The only one they don't own is the Jurassic Park opening. So, yeah. That's pretty crazy. But the film was fantastic through and through. Um, 
a lot of us are invested in this universe. A lot of us are invested in these characters. And there were definitely some things that we expected to happen and didn't, and things that we didn't expect to happen that did. Um, Marvel's gotten really good about tricking us with their teasers and their trailers and even their toys. Um, I've seen a lot of posts recently about, hey, what about this? Wasn't there supposed to be the Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster armor and becoming the Hulk again? You know, there's a Funko Pop of that. There's a, a Lego figure like that. There's a, a Hasbro figure like that. Um, heck, there was even in the trailer, you saw him running behind everybody else. There he was. The Hulk was back. And it didn't happen. Um, you saw, for the first time, the Hulk being scared. Thanos put a mad beating on him. And I mean mad beating. And to the point where the Hulk won't come back out. Um, there's some serious issues there. Um, Hulk always thinks he's the strongest there is. And this guy just very handedly beat him. And did it without any of the gyms but one. Um, so that's pretty scary. So that kind of gives you, just to give you a, a, a taste of how, much, how powerful Thanos is without the gauntlet, he handily beat up the Hulk to the point where the Hulk doesn't want to come back out, doesn't want to face him again. The Hulk is scared. That's crazy. But that is part of Marvel's ingenious marketing with this. You thought, oh, we're going to see this, we're going to see that. And then, oh, see, there's, there's Hulk in the trailer, so we know that he's coming back. We know that, you know... It may be Mark Ruffalo in that Hulkbuster armor to start. That's Bruce Banner, but the Hulk will be back, and he didn't come back. Um, and they do that with other things as well. Uh, a lot of talk was about Hawkeye not being in any of the trailers or any of the marketing, and there's good reason for that. He is on, you know, House Arrest. They do discuss it. They do uh, talk about him and Ant Man why they're not there. They are uh, on federal House Arrest after uh, everything that went down with Civil War and all that, and. Uh, Scovia Accords and breaking out and, you know, Clint is all about his family. So he probably happily took the, the house arrest just to stay with them and, and, and be with them and not put them in any more jeopardy. But uh, do very much expect to see Hawkeye or possibly Ronan. Uh, it'll be under a different name. He might be going as Ronan. Uh, which is a character he, uh, character moniker he took up in in the comics for a while. In Avengers Four, um, so let's get to the end of the film. Uh, we've discussed the film a little bit. We know what it was about. Thanos comes looking for all the gems uh, throughout the course. The heroes come about. The Guardians of the Galaxy run into Thor uh, out in space. Thor has to make a new weapon. Uh, which he does. Great cameo by Peter Dinklage playing one of the dwarves from that star that forged Mornir and as well as forging the gauntlet. Oh, wait. On this will happen. I will jump all over the place. I apologize. But it's going to be interesting. Let's talk about them forging the gauntlet. Because there's a lot of talk now about, wait, if he forged this gauntlet and was telling Thor, hey, where were you? You were supposed to protect us, and Thanos wiped us out. And, they, and Thor was like, well, I was busy, you know, Asgard was destroyed, blah, blah, blah. That makes the... Sounds like the Infinity Gauntlet was forged during the time that Thor Ragnarok was going on. However, there was already a mock Infinity Gauntlet in the Odin's treasure room. 
and Thanos had already reached into his vault and gotten a gauntlet saying, fine, I'll do this myself. That was at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron. I think a lot of people don't realize that time works differently out there. Time and space. There's a whole lot of it. It's going to be very different, vastly different. We can get into the science of it, but that's kind of, you know, no need. It's, it's a movie. Relax, chill. It's supposed to be fun. There's this nitpicky stuff is kind of stupid, but the glove is not of Thanos' design. It is a glove that was designed a millennia ago. Uh, they had the mold. He just had to make a new one. And there's nothing saying that the scene at the end of Avengers Infinity War is tied directly to that very moment. The fine, I'll do it myself. It, it That line does not necessarily mean that, oh, Ultron failed. Not that he had any stake in the game of Ultron failing anyways. But, I'm sorry, the AC just kicked on, so if you hear that, I apologize. But, there's nothing to say that he didn't, you know, have that glove made at the time it was made. Also, Thor was gone for years. Remember that? He was looking for the Infinity Gauntlet, or Infinity Stones, if you watch the beginning of Thor Ragnarok, and he's discussing how he spent two years looking for all this stuff. Uh, it's kind of hard to defend the Forge if he's out looking for stuff and not aware of the Forge needing tending or protecting. So there's still a, a, a good period of time when that glove could have been made to properly fit into the timeline. But seeing Stormbreaker was pretty cool. Um, even though Hemdall died, uh, which sucked, Stormbreaker gives him, Thor, the ability to actually open up the Rainbow Bridge and get to where he needs to go. He can transport as he does during the battle and shows up and makes a huge difference in that battle. They were losing pretty handily. Um, but Thor shows up, wrecks what they're doing until Thanos hits the ground. Thanos is a little taken back by how powerful some of these heroes are, including Captain America. When he hold, he stops him from smashing him with the Infinity Gauntlet. It's like, wow, that's pretty impressive for a human. But in the end, he does get all the gems. He does do everything he needs to do. And he wipes out half the universe with a snap. Now, when this happens, we're expecting Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. We're expecting them to go. Even maybe Mark Ruffalo. These guys contract her up. You know, we you know we heard it. Avengers 4 is it for them. Uh, instead, the characters that die are Spider-Man, Black Panther, uh, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Bucky, um, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, all go, except for Nebula. And we're like, wait, what? All these characters have confirmed sequels. What the heck is going on? Well, if you went ahead and stayed to the end of the film which, it's a Marvel movie, duh, you stay till after the credits. There's always an after credit scene. Hello. So, you know that right before Nick Fury and Maria Hill died, or disintegrated, or whatever you want to call it, that they hit the button to call Captain Marvel. Now, this is a fascinating thing. This is a character previously not known to exist, besides in Fury's mind, in the MCU, we know that her movie's being shot right now, and it will take place in the 90s. So, 
suddenly we're going to realize how powerful she is, and she is one of the most powerful characters in all the Marvel Universe. So where was she when New York happened? Where was she when Ultron was threatening to drop a meteor and destroy the entire planet? Don't you think these are things that she should have been there for? She couldn't. Uh, as we'll find out in her film, part of her deal is she is out fighting the Kree-Skrull uh, War. So she's nowhere near the planet. She's out way past where the Novacore are and all that. I mean, just way out past Xandar. Just billions of light years away. Really far away. And basically it's one of those call me back only if it's uh, basically an infinite level type of thing. And when Maria Hill's reading the uh, energy surge coming from Thanos and his army showing up, she says it's like New York, only a hundred times more strong. That power level is enough that it's time to go what they called Code Red and call Captain Marvel. He's able, Nick Fury's able to hit the button before he disappears, and we see on the little pager thing the symbol of Captain Marvel and her colors come up, so we know that she'll be coming. So here's my theory. And this is just a theory. I'm not one who's shooting the film. I've not read the script for Avengers 4. Uh, I don't know anything more than just as a fan and somebody who's intuitive and inquisitive and has read all of these stories as well. Um... There is a moment, or actually several moments in Avengers Infinity War, where Captain America and Vision trade this line back and forth about they don't trade lives. We don't trade one life for another. That kept being said over and over again. That that plot line kept being done over and over again. Um, I think that's exactly what's going to happen, actually. You're going to see uh, trade one life for another. You're going to see... Captain America is most likely, or Captain Marvel, I apologize, is actually going to, I think, fairly beat Thanos. Like, like it's going to be a fight, but she's going to, like, really beat him down. But she's not going to be able to take the gauntlet off of him. I have a feeling. Because if she took the gauntlet off him, she could just reverse what he did and bring everybody back so nobody has to die. But if you remember, right when he snapped his fingers... Thor's in mid-jump and it hits him in the chest with Stormbreaker. Or right before. I'm sorry, right before he snaps his finger. But then tells him he should have hit, hit me, he should have aimed for the head, and then he snaps his fingers. But when he does, there's that brilliant flash. And when you come back, you see the gauntlet is practically destroyed from the impact. Like, it's just ravished. And it looks like it might have actually melted to his hand. Uh, or at least compacted some way. Like, it's definitely not going to... It looks like you're not going to be able to remove it. So in other words, she's going to have to convince him, after beating him, to reverse what he did, but he's going to do it in a way like there needs to be balance. And then you're going to see Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, those guys offer themselves up. Take us instead. Bring them back. Bring everybody you took back and take us. Um, Of course, you know... Iron Man is beyond distraught, having lost Spider-Man in what is one of the most emotionally gut-wrenching scenes. Especially if you're a parent. If you have kids that are teenage and to see that happen, you're just like, what? Tom Holland, by far best Spider-Man ever, nails it as a 15 to 16 year old Spider-Man. And just that... And how awful is it? Think about this. Everybody else doesn't have any clue they're disappearing. 
like Bucky, like halfway through already being gone, you know, his legs already disappeared and he's just kind of starting to dissolve and he goes, you know, Steve, and that's it. But he's already, you know, gone. Spider-Man knew before. He's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And he stumbles over. He hasn't started to disappear yet. He then falls to the ground. He's feeling it. Think reason he felt it is his spider sense. Um, he didn't really have it in Homecoming or in, in uh, Civil War. There was little glimpses of it, but it's becoming one of those things that he's evolving. The more he uses his powers, the more he's learning all of his abilities. In one of them, you see, obviously, the hair raise up on his arm, alerting him to danger. But I think he knew he was going to die. The That that snap of the fingers causing that wave to go across the universe, he sensed it and he felt it. So his death was truly uh, gut-wrenching and very well done and improvised, by the way, by Tom Holland. Um, so again, greatest Spider-Man actor we've had ever. But Iron Man is, of course, distraught. You remember the line in Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, if you die, that's on me and I don't think I can take that with my conscience. Um, so, of course, he is beyond distraught, so he will more than willingly give himself up, um, give his life up for for Spider-Man to come back, for Peter Parker. Um, even though him and Pepper Potts are getting married, she was obviously very angry that he went and traveled off uh, and without really telling her anything, uh, I think he feels it might be better for her and safer for her if he wasn't there. So he's more than willing to give himself up. Captain America, of course, will uh, always fall on the grenade. He's proven that before. Right there in the movie, before he even had his powers. Before he was a super soldier. Jumped right on that grenade. Turned out to be a dummy, but he didn't know that. So he's always willing to give up his life for everyone else. And Thor, same thing. He has evolved so well as a character from this cocky warrior to this true king of Asgard and true savior of the people. Uh, so, I think you'll see them do that. And um, I'm interested also to see the turmoil with Hulk and Banner. Mark Ruffalo has teased that it will be a full story arc, as if he had his own movie, kind of like what started with Ragnarok and moving forward. It's a three-movie arc, the Avengers 4 being the fourth one. So again, this is the theory I have coming into this. I do feel like Captain Marvel, obviously, huge part. You're going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp show up. You're going to see... Uh, Hawkeye or Ronan, however he is, show up. Um, you're going to have to bring back... Obviously, you have to bring back Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, I mean, again, these all have either movies down the way or confirmed movies down the way. You know, Spider-Man... Sp Spider the next Spider-Man movie is supposed to take place literally minutes after Avengers 4. Uh, and that is the kickoff of Phase 4 for Marvel's MCU. So, there was another interesting theory that I saw, but the end credit scene kind of debunked it. Is that everybody that disappeared didn't actually die. The people that stayed are the ones that are dead. Um, it, again, an interesting theory, but why would they stay on Earth if they died? Like, it's just, it, it's kind of convoluted. Also... If that was the case, Captain Marvel would never get called because when Nick Fury disappears, he leaves the pager behind. If he was living, if he was a survivor, if the survivors were the ones that dissolved, the pager would have went with him because obviously it'd be in, on a dead planet or, a, you know, I guess the Marvel equivalent of heaven is where they are at that point. I don't know. But 
Uh, it's not a bad theory, but I just don't think there's any real truth to it. It's a little convoluted, little... Uh, it just, uh, there's too many holes in it. It doesn't really work. Another thing people have asked me, where's Gamora? Why, you know, how much did it suck having to kill her off? Well, she's not dead. She's not dead at all, and the film confirms that. And, you know, I know some of you might be like, what? What are you talking about? I saw her die. You saw her physical form die. Uh, on Vermeer, getting the soul stone, you had to give up the soul of the one you love in order to receive the soul gem. The soul gem is powered by souls. And to make it appear and make it yours to wield, you had to give up a soul for the soul gem. Well, that soul went into the gem. It didn't just die. Her physical form may be dead or battered. It might be savable. I don't know how it'll exactly work bringing her back. But she's alive, and you see that when he snaps his fingers, he gets sucked into the soul gem for a moment. And there's the little girl, Gamora. And he explains he did it, all that. He sees her again, the one person he ever actually truly loved in the universe. And there she is. She's alive and well. Just that's her soul. Her soul is trapped in the soul uh, soul gem. Um, which sucks for her, but again, she's not dead. So, um, another thing I want to talk about when in, in terms of Gamora is how the internet has completely turned on Chris Pratt and Star-Lord. My God, people just hate him now. Just hate him. Because he, quote-unquote, cost them the chance to get the Infinity Gauntlet off. Uh, with him losing his temper. But he did that in... Remember when he found out his mother was killed by Ego? Uh, and he lost it and went after him. Same goes for anybody he cares about. He's very passionate and emotional. And don't forget, he's kind of still technically a child. The man was taken from his home, taken from Earth at 11 years old and raised by pirates. Not exactly the most mature type of person. Um, but the biggest criticism I've hear, heard or read is that he's a bit of a hypocrite because he does stop Drax from being emotional and jumping the gun when they need... No, 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 we need to stop him. Don't go yet. And then he does the exact same thing. But that's how an emotional person works. So I'm not... I was mad at the moment. I was like, no, don't do it, Peter. No, no, no. But I'm not going to hate the character. You know what I mean? The thing was, Doctor Strange saw that coming. He checked 14, over 14 million different possibilities. And this was the only one that worked. The only one. Um, he makes the comment, now we're in the endgame. And this is where another theory comes in. And this is from a couple different websites that supposedly this is 100% accurate. Uh, we know this for certain now. We've heard it from a Disney executive. This is the title. Unless Disney or Marvel decides to change it now that we've gotten this out there. Which is a cop out. Let's let's be let's face it. Oh, this is what it's gonna be. But now that they know we've uh, released it and spoiled the spoiled it for you guys, they're gonna go change it. No, it just means that you were wrong, but you won't admit it. But it's okay. The theory, and I, I actually do think would be a good title, is that Avengers Four will be called Avengers Endgame or the Endgame. So, what do you guys think? 
do you think Endgame is a good title? Do you think that works for what's going on? If, and if we're going to see this swap of lives, is that part of the Endgame? You know, there's all this stuff. There's a lot of consequences. And uh, the Russo brothers have even said that, you know, you know, they made light of the fact that we know that some of these characters are coming back. They have to. I mean, obviously, Spider-Man has a, has a sequel. The Gardens of the Galaxy have a sequel coming up. I mean, there's, there's, they have to come back, obviously. But it's going to be at an incredibly high cost. Quoting Joe Russo, at an incredibly high cost. So, this is, again, fueling my theory of the trade one life for another. In that, that that's actually going to end up happening. We're going to see people trade lives for another. And so, I have a feeling that Avengers 4 is going to be even more emotional. And it just sucks that we now have to wait a year. We have 12 months to go. Which we'll be counting that down on this show. Um, honestly, I think that movie is so hyped and so wanted that you don't even need to show trailers. I know that people are like, no, 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 we want to see trailers. Of course we want to see trailers. We want to see footage from it. But you don't need it. Avengers 4 will have a bigger opening weekend than Avengers 3 did. Mark my words, Avengers 4 will be the highest grossing opening weekend of any film of all time, hands down. It won't, it, it's, it'll be a certain. It won't be within a dollar or two. I mean, it's going to be a certain ordeal. It will be a true trumping of the first film, Avengers 3. I think it's going to be great. You're going to see a whole lot of people lining up to see that film. And again, I don't even think you need trailers. We don't. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, the hype's already there. Everybody wants to see it. Even people, like I said, even the casual fan at the end of that movie is like, when's the next one come out? When's the next one come out? Because the stakes are just like, did they lose? Did they really lose? Like, it was very Empire Strikes Back, but times a thousand. Like, just that it was a real, they lost. Um, but And Thanos, Thanos won, sort of. Like, he won. He got what he wanted. He got his balance. And he got his sunset. But uh, he is wounded. I don't know if he can heal himself. Because, um, again, the gauntlet looks pretty jacked up. Like, that's the other thing. Is there may have to be another one forged. That may be a possibility as well. Uh, they may, And we don't even know if uh, he if he lived. The, the dwarf character, if he lived. Peter Dinklage's character. Uh, which I forgot his name. I apologize. But he may not even have lived. We don't know. So it, it, there's a lot going on there. There's so many questions. I'm going to go see Avengers uh, 3 yet again. Uh, probably tonight, actually. I'll get all this posted, and then I'll go check it out again. Um, for sure. Uh, sometime this weekend, I'll go see it. Um, but just kudos to the Russo brothers. Kudos to Kevin Feige. Kudos to everyone involved in that film. And it just was wow. Um, I have read some critics from like you know time magazine and people that think it was crap and they thought it was awful but whatever you know that's the thing about film critics man it's it's far more subjective than they think it, they're very much I, I like to contribute film critics to kind of like wine connoisseurs um they feel like they have this highly established and highly developed palette it's highly refined they know all this stuff they're their olfactory senses are above par, 
and blah 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 but then you find out that a couple scientists at Harvard proved that none of them knew what they were talking about and that they uh, faked them out on a whole lot of wines and yet they still acted like they knew what they were talking about including dyeing a white wine red and serving them a red a glass of the red wine and a white wine and they came up with two very different tastes for the exact same wine. Stuff like that. So these film critics swear up and down, you know, oh I I I studied at Juilliard and blah 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 or I you know, I went to uh the New York Film Academy or whatever and I you know, I I know what I'm talking about. No you don't. That's the greatest thing about film. It's the greatest thing about movies. It's escapism. It's about enjoying it. If a fan enjoys it, then great. If this many fans enjoyed it, it's obviously not a bad film. If it's still breaking records and still making tons of money and people are still talking about it in a very positive way, how can you say it's a bad film? Just because it's not your cup of tea doesn't make it a bad film. And most of these film critics like these, you know, I'm not trying to pigeonhole them, but they pigeonhole themselves. They enjoy these uh, film noir style films that are heavy into script and acting and uh, not big on action. Like, when was the last time an action film got a great review from these people? Like, just go back and look at these different, like, everything film they reviewed. You know, if it's not an Oscar-worthy film, you know, if it's not starring Daniel Day-Lewis or something, you know, it's not a good film to them, so... I highly recommend going to see Avengers Infinity War if you haven't, which you shouldn't be listening right now if you haven't, but I, again, highly, highly recommend it. It's going to be something you thoroughly enjoy, and uh, we will do as many reviews as we can. Um, obviously, if I'm doing this on Wednesdays, the films come out on Thursdays, so there'll be a little bit of a week behind, but I like doing it that way. Um, we'll obviously post blogs about the films and we'll keep those spoiler free right afterwards seeing it but the spoiler ones I like doing them on Wednesdays that way there's a week excuse me there's a week between the films release and when I do these podcasts so you people will be able to get enough time to go see it and get your own opinion formulated on it before you hear mine um, that's another thing I don't like people getting their opinion formulated before they go to see the film Go see it for yourself with an open mind and then formulate your own opinion. Then listen to the critiques. Listen to the to the theories and spoilers and, and, and commentating on the film after you form your own opinion. You know, that way you're not being askew and possibly missing out on something you would actually enjoy, but you're going into it with a different mindset. So, uh, speaking of movies coming up, by the way, I've already got my tickets for Deadpool 2. Super excited to see that. It looks hilarious. Um... Excited to see how Cable works out. Uh, he's really looking like the big villain in the film right now, but I know he's... I don't think he is. Um, there's a couple flashes of what could possibly be Juggernaut in the film, which would also lead to the rumored role of uh, Black Tom Cassidy being in it. Um, there's talk of possibly Strife or even uh, Mr. Sinister in the film. Again, we don't know, per se. Um, they've done a really good job, actually, of not giving away too much either. With give, by still giving away quite a bit, like finding out Shatterstar and uh, Zeitgeist and all these other characters are in there in the X-Force. And yet you still don't know really a whole lot that's going on. Uh, you know that he's going to try to help the kid uh, be taken from Cable. Why Cable's come back in time to get the kid, we don't know. Uh, again, so I'm really looking forward to it. It should be really funny. Ryan Reynolds today, I believe it was, 
might have been yesterday, had done an interview. I think it was yesterday. He did an interview. He doesn't think that there is going to be a Deadpool 3, at least not right now. And it's not has nothing to do with Disney taking over the Fox deal, which I am super excited for. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But he thinks it's because he doesn't have anywhere else to go with the character. Um, he doesn't want to out- overdo it. He doesn't want to just make a movie for the sake of making a third movie. He wants to make sure there's a really good story to tell in his own little universe, you know. He did mention maybe like a, a femme fatale versus Deadpool kind of thing. Something a little more intimate than what's going on with the X-Force spinoff. Um, he is going to be in that. Uh, he's already, he's, he, he confirmed that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of with him on that. You don't, it, same thing that uh, Robert Downey Jr. said. It's like he wants to leave Iron Man on a high. He would love to do it forever, but at the same time, you don't want to start making it to where the character is just, you're killing the character by doing it too much. And there's nowhere else for the character to go or to grow or to or to be successful. And yet you're just beating it into the ground. So he wants to leave on a high note. And the same thing with Deadpool. You need to stop when the timing's right. And of course there's even a joke about there not being a third one in the film. You saw that in one of the trailers where uh, him and Weasel are sitting in the bar talking about it. You know, you know, there's really nowhere to go from here, you know. But so I'm excited for the film. I will have a spoiler-free review up. Um, late Thursday night, early Friday, uh, after the 18th, when I go see it, and then we will have a full spoilerific, uh, podcast talking about it the Wednesday following the release. That way you guys will have plenty of time to go see it, which I highly encourage you do fill the theaters. That's something else with all the pirating going on and all these different, you know, ways to see movies without having to go to theaters. I don't, I don't think this is something you want to die off. I mean, granted, some of the films with Netflix has been doing lately have been fairly big budget, and it's great and all, but there's just, there's really something about, like, I didn't get a chance to see Avengers on IMAX, and I don't have an IMAX theater near me, which sucks, but I can only imagine, because just watching it on the big screen, just like, wow, and that full surround, like, man, um, I didn't see it in 3D, um, I, I can I can take or leave 3D, but I may try it. I may try it in 3D uh, tonight or tomorrow when I go see it, just to see if it's any different. But I'm, I've heard it, seen it on IMAX, and there's a lot of films coming out that are going to be almost need to see on IMAX, and I think it's cool. Um, a 270-degree view kind of thing. So, I mean, it's almost like around your peripheral kind of thing. So go out there, you know, support these businesses. I know it's expensive. I get it. And uh, I'm going to deny this. If you tell anybody I told you this, but you can sneak your candy into the film. Just go to the Dollar Tree and get dollar candy and stick it in your pocket or your purse. Shh. Just do it. Do it. Anyways. Um, another great thing is there's um, another subscription. There's there's Movie Pass and there's a I think it's Somalia, I think it's called. There's another one. There's a couple of these movie paths where you can go see films. Um, basically, you pay a, a, like 10 bucks a month, and then you can go see two or three films a month on them. Um, or it might even be two a week. I'm not 100%. I have to double-check it. Uh, it's something I want to look into. But I do know that correlating with the release of Avengers 3, movie pass has now eliminated the ability to see the same film more than once in a month on their pass. 
So you can't go see the same movie over and over again, but I, that's, I think, a positive thing. I know it kind of sucks, at, you know, for like, oh, I want to go see Avengers again. Uh, pay for it. Go to a matinee. You know, for any of you fellow veterans like myself, you know, use your military discount. If you're a student, use your student discount, man. There's cheaper ways of doing it. And you don't have to necessarily, I mean, Avengers, if you can go see it on IMAX, go see it on IMAX. But there's other theaters that have it playing that aren't that expensive. Um, there's several theaters around that are not, like, if you're in, I'm, I'm down in Florida for all those listening outside of where I am at. You can, If you're in the Spring Hill area, there's a theater that plays brand new movies opening night for $4. It's $6 for 3D. It's not bad. You can make it work, people. Sneak your candy in. I didn't say that. But um, also get one of the AMC cards. Uh, AMC has gone back to being a free reward system. It used to be you had to pay um, every year, but they've gone back to a free reward system and Regal. Uh, Regal as well. I have a Regal club because the, the theater here is Regal Theater right by my house. Um, I've gotten so many free movies and snacks and drinks and everything because um, you can use it not only for your tickets but for your... Um, concessions so when you do buy a drink you get more points or if you decide to get a hot dog or something or some nachos some popcorn um it's all points um if you go so many times in a certain amount of time you get bumped up and you get bonus points for going like i'm almost a diamond status now so uh again i highly suggest you guys go out there and and support these theaters and keep them going because that's where we're going to keep getting films like avengers 3 uh and deadpool 2 and all everything else so um and one more thing about Avengers 3 was that I thought it was funny James Cameron came out made the comment uh he's kind of hoping for Avengers fatigue. He said that he's a fan of the films, but at the same time it's kind of um uh saturating the market so to speak and that um new stories can't be told because we're doing all this superhero movie stuff. And I thought that was kind of funny and kind of ridiculous because you can make whatever movie you want. It doesn't matter what's out there. Um, and the guy's making four more Avatar movies and rebooting Terminator. Um, that's not exactly telling new stories, James. But my favorite part of the whole thing was that Kevin Feige goes, oh man, he's a fan? That's what he took from it. And I thought that was fantastic. So, um, let me see here. Talked about that. I'm looking over my notes, people. It's my first podcast back. I haven't done this in a while. I apologize. Okay, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about gaming um, because there are two new mobile games for your phone or tablet out there that have been fun so far. I've been playing them. One is Marvel Strike Force. Uh, that's kind of a kind of an RPG style a little bit um it's it's just it's been a lot of fun I got a lot of great characters already um the daily tasks are pretty easy to handle uh you get to fight as some great characters there's a character named Ultimus who is like a overpowered Thanos from another dimension he goes around conquering all these different dimensions and is he then brainwashes the heroes and villains to be his slaves and then comes and conquers more um but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I recently got the Hulk and Thor, so I was pretty excited about that. Um, two of my favorite characters. I've got them now and you know, powering them up and fighting and 
earning credits. It's 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 a good game. It's a lot of fun. There's raids and stuff. You get with a good alliance and you can get a lot of cool stuff. There's an Affinity War um, quest going on right now. So there's uh, Thanos raids. And I'm pretty close to getting Thanos in the game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another one I'm playing right now is... I'm bringing it up right now. Is the new Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Mystery. Uh, that's actually by Jam City. And they do... Typically they have a lot of games like... Um, Cookie Cake Pop and Cookie Jam and Cookie Blast. They're very, it's similar to like Candy Crush, but more fun in my opinion. But this game is different. This is a quest-based game. And what it is, it takes place literally right after Voldemort is supposedly killed and Harry is hit with a curse and he becomes the boy who lives. Uh, so we're talking 11 years before Harry makes it to Hogwarts. And your character, whether you pick male or female, is the sibling to an older... You have an older sibling who was expelled from Hogwarts and disappeared because they quote-unquote went mad looking for the curse of Walt's and Hogwarts. Um, the game's called a Hogwarts Mystery, if you didn't figure that out. So so now you are kind of in the same boat Harry was, where you're, you're kind of famous, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, you're hated by Snape, which is kind of funny. Um, but you're going through and doing these quests, you're learning spells, and it's pretty good. The only thing I would say about this film film sorry uh game is it's a bit um they got to work on the energy disbursements um there's already been a bunch of memes made about it about how you have to use energy to rest and which is kind of funny you have to use energy just to talk to your friend and it takes four minutes for one energy to 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 come back and yet it so it takes forever and it, the the rebuild is it's not great it's something you need to work on Either knock it down to one minute or maybe less energy for certain things. Maybe something something they'll work on. But again, it's, it's brand new. Uh, it just came out April 25th. So I, I'm having fun with it. I'm having a good time. Another one I'm playing is actually uh, Avengers Marvel Academy. That one's been out for a few years now. I've been playing it since, I think, 2016. And that one's cool because it's, it's a different take. It's uh, the Avengers in basically college. Um, so it's all these characters that are very young. And each month there's a new quest that comes up um, and it helps introduce new characters. Of course, right now is, again, an Infinity War uh, one, so I'm fighting Thanos. Um, but it's been pretty cool as well. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Having a blast playing it. I highly recommend if you've got the time to do it. These games are free. Um, there are obviously you know in-app purchases if you want to go faster. But they're not necessary. Um, I don't make any purchases on these games and I'm, I have a good time playing. So it's a good time. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, again, I'm always looking for guests to be on the podcast or guest contributors to the blog at nerddom101.com. Check us out there. Um, the podcast is always found at pippa.io uh, forward slash nerddom101 as well as it'll be on iTunes and it'll be on Google Play and uh, possibly soundcloud I'm, I'm looking for other ways to get it out there so we're definitely trying to get it out there spread the word like us on facebook you can follow me on twitter at superbeardvh uh also don't forget to check out my art page i do uh comic book fan art at uh, facebook.com forward slash superbeard art so i have been superbeard vancouver this has been a blast i'm so happy to do it can't wait to see you guys next week and i will talk to you again soon